You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for listening. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Cindy Jennings. Coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth on the St. James campus of Stella Maris Academy on the shores of beautiful Lake Superior. So, okay, so I just want to say, so I've been doing this, I think, seven years maybe. Uh, my first co-host was Ryan Moravitz, who's listening in. He's up in Alaska right now, Hello, so I hope Ryan. he hears that. Uh, so he was my co-host for a few years. He was probably the funnest co-host, I would say, because he would really give me... a tough time. You know, I'd I know, shove I it back to him that, and he'd yeah. give it back to me. Then after that, then I had that. then I had Kevin Pilon. He was only for like, like six him. months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Cindy, you've been my third one. And Cindy, just so the listener knows, Cindy is like a globetrotter. So she goes all the place, all over the place, all the time. And so I'm always struggling to find a, a sub for her. And we don't have consistent subs here. And so I've asked somebody to be a consistent sub for when Hillary's not here. When Cindy's not here. And that's our next guest, Hillary Howard. Hillary, welcome. Welcome to Real Presence Live. You've selected a fellow globetrotter. <laughs> <laughs> well, together we're in it to win it. Teamwork saves the day. So have you, have you, ever, have you ever been on Real Presence Live? Um, yes, it was the first day of school when we first became Stella oh, Mars yeah. Academy. Oh, yeah, she was okay. the president. All right. Really? So, yeah, because we were always mm-hmm. the first Tuesday of the month, or generally yep. speaking. Mm-hmm. And so that was the so that was in t- 2017. Yes. So that was the last time you were on the air. Yes. So with Kevin, are you, are you right. nervous? Because that was a long time. No, that wasn't with Kevin. That would have been Who with was Ryan. It? Ryan? Okay. I'm not nervous. Was it with Ryan Roberts or was it with Kevin? It had to be Ryan. <laughs> this is terrible. I don't even I don't remember. remember. Oh, but you remember Maybe me. I was nervous. <laughs> so, so why don't you tell the listeners, since, since you, might, you might become a, a very recognizable, familiar voice, why don't you tell the, the audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, what about me? Well, I grew up in Duluth and um, met my husband when I was 17 years old at Duluth East High School. Oh. And no, he was, he was uh, also younger than you, right? Uh, he, uh, he's a, a tidge older than me. Okay. Right. Yes. And um, after college, we got married and we moved to Stockholm, Sweden for a year, wow. which kind of began our globe trekking um, life together and then came back to the United States and spent five years in Canada and five in Switzerland and a year in Russia as well. Wow. And then um, back here to the United so States. So are you a big well, Putin fan? I didn't fan? even know that. Are you a big Putin fan? Was Putin running Russia no. at that time? No, <laughs> listen now. No. <laughs> We're not getting political. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, okay. So, what? Why? Why did you guys go to all those different countries? It was my husband's career. Oh, what was that? Ice hockey. Ice hockey. All right. He was a professional ice hockey player, right? Yes, he was. In those other countries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, so, so how about what do you do? Tell me more about your family. Say a little bit about your family uh, in general. So, Brett and I have been married for 29 years, and we have a 26-year-old daughter, Elise, who is now Elise Getter. Just she married, was married yeah. a, f- a couple of weeks ago here at um, the cathedral. And then our daughter, Bryn, and she is almost 24 years old, and she's in graduate school at the University of Mary in Bismarck. Okay, you know that Bryn's my favorite Howard. <laughs> I've heard that a few <laughs> no, times. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bryn he doesn't al- even hide it. <laughs> Bryn, Bryn has also been on the, uh, on, on the show. All right. And yeah. So, but you also are, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, I'm somewhat surprised that you've only been on Real Presence uh, once because you're so active in the local mm-hmm. Catholic community. And so, I'd like you to to maybe speak a little bit about how you are active in the in the local Catholic community here in the city of Duluth. Well, when we finally came back to the United States, it was. Um, 
something I, I really had missed with all the traveling. We had lived in 15 different cities, you know, in 10 years. And so it's really hard to get engaged and deeply engaged with the people you're with. And um, every place that we lived, uh, I had a faith life. But coming back to Duluth gave me the opportunity to get involved in a, a lot of different ways. And, and I think that the Lord prepared me um, for the ways I've been involved just through the life that Brett and I had as we were traveling and moving to different countries um, throughout the world. Um, my first, I guess, way that I got re-engaged in the local Catholic Church was um, in faith formation, teaching high school girls. Um, was that because your daughters were going through it at that time? Well, actually, they weren't quite that old yet. And so I had um, a group of girls that I took through grades 9 through 11 to confirmation. And then I took Elise's group, grade 9 through 11, and then Bryn's group. Because normally people would get involved based on their kids. And so you did that even before the kids. Um, I did. I, I was asked um, if I would be interested, and, and, and I did. And not every child wants their mom or dad to be their teacher, but um, it, it, it has worked out well. Our girls are both really actively engaged in, in the faith, and yeah, that's, that's something no, that's, Brett and I are really Yeah, that's happy a testament about. to you guys, for sure. Okay, so faith formation, then what? I mean, uh, as far as like your involvement in the local community, Catholic-wise? Um, after, well, while that was going on, um, the late Bishop Serba um, visited with me a little bit about how I might be able to get involved in a project that um, was kind of many years coming or many years talked about, which was bringing our Catholic schools together. I remember when our daughters were out at St. Michael's and, um, you know, the Catholic schools were doing everything they could to remain vital and healthy. And there was talk for many, many years of how, how could we work together. And I believe Bishop Serba was at a point where um, the talk was going to um, materialize into actually working together and, be, and being one. So Bishop Serba visited with me and asked me to um, co-chair a team of people of of, that would take our Catholic schools, our parochial Catholic schools, through a process of becoming one. And it was a successful program process. It was. It was. Um, it was very humbling. Um, I think again, the Lord was preparing me in a particular way. Uh, change was nothing new to me. Uh, my. My, most of my marriage to that point was a lot of change, moving to different countries and, and different cities and different languages and such. And so um, the process was really quite humbling. And, and I also knew um, the loyalty and the love for each parochial school. And so I was sensitive to that and at the same time knew exactly what my role was in moving us forward. And so it was um, a time where I got to have some crucial conversations with the communities of all the schools that we were working with and really come to know um, the people in Duluth and actually help them through this process. Which was a painful process because people it had was. love for their parochial schools. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I went through that as well. With yeah, speak to that whole. a little bit, Cindy. Well, I would just say it, you had people that just were not wanting change. And for me, I guess I've kind of been through enough change as well. It's just like, we have to do this for the bigger picture. But you didn't know what was coming. So that part of it was, you know, is it going to be successful? Is it, are you going to miss out on certain opportunities that you had as a smaller school? 
are you going to have more opportunity? You know, there's yeah. still a lot. It, and it's come a long ways, but there's still a long ways to go for sports. And But it it's amazing. Like, the buildings, everything's amazing about it. So it's like to see that picture kind of come out, you know, where back then you probably didn't know. I mean, you would hope that everything would be great, but now you can kind of see it. You can visualize it and kind of go further ahead. You know, looking back on it, the one thing that we wanted to impress was that the schools were not doing anything wrong. It was not that they had failed, but for us to move Catholic education up to a prominent space in the community of which it should be, we needed to do things differently. So if something's going to be better, you need to do something differently. And like you said, Cindy, when people don't know really what that is, there can be some trepidation. And we really just needed to trust trust the process and trust how the Lord was working through some of the grief and then bringing about healing through actually bringing our communities together in ways that they really hadn't been. Yes, and you had kind of like the more kind of the uppity school versus the lower kind of poor income school, and now you're trying to push them together, and everybody wants to be where they're at. Or, you know, there was just certain things that would come up. And there's a lot of communities, you know, our listening community is quite large geographically wise, and a lot of these communities have done similar things Mm -hmm. to where they had the parochial model and they had to prune, maybe that's not the best term, but if something painful to lose something, to have something new. And in Duluth, it's wildly successful. Well, and that's, yeah. and that's actually um, not common throughout the United States. And in a lot of my work over the years through Stella Mars Academy, I've, I've spoken to people across the country, and they have said, this is not a usual outcome. Really? It's, it, it hasn't been wildly successful bringing you know, all these schools together. Typically, a school will just close, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And so I am really grateful, and I'm thankful for the community of Duluth to, to have been brave and to be courageous and to kind of walk through those unknown times and, and do it but we in also, a faithful way. We also had, and I know this is getting away from your story, but this oh. is a big part of your story, is that, that we also had the benefit of timing, and that was covid COVID helped us immensely that we stayed open. Yes. And then number two, the crazy woke leftward agenda in the public schools is continuing to help us. And so so this, this whole model of coming together and leaving the parochial model to be one school, I could see where it wouldn't be as successful in other places, but it's wildly successful here in part, in part because of our timing, which is a God thing, Right. It is a God. I mean, thing. obviously, the, the the work that you're doing. But yeah. as a, as a guy who's been in Catholic schools for most of my priesthood, every year was a success if we only lost a handful of kids, and now we're growing like crazy. Absolutely. Here. And so it's all a great blessing. All thanks to you, Hillary. No, I'm going to give you 100 no, percent no. of the credit. You and Ryan Moravitz, who's also listening, no. <laughs> he was he was part of the he was also part of the uh, uh, call to be one committee. All right? glory be to God. Okay. All right. Richard, okay, yes. okay. Okay. Very good, Hillary. You oh. just passed the test. Aww. You you can tell you're on Catholic radio. I mean, you <laughs> you know your audience exactly. It's all glory be to God and, and the perfect timing that the Holy Spirit had for us. All right. So, um, uh, anything else you want to say about the call to be one before we go to this quick break? Um, other than that, uh, that co-chair position um, led to the next step with Stelmars Academy. One don't was, say it. Don't say it yet. We got a. I was just saying. It's going to be a cliffhanger. Teaser. Teaser. Because one that it I was, was not prepared for. It was absolutely an amazing <laughs> thing that you're not going to want to tune. You don't want to change the station because what happened next is actually just earth shaking in the city of Duluth. So that we're going to come back to that after the break, right, Hillary? 
pour another cup of coffee. Lila. Yes, yes. And so you <laughs> want to stick close to the and turn up the volume because the next step was even more amazing. <laughs> is that all we have to say? Can't wait. All right, Aaron, let's go to the break a little bit early. Keep listening, this folks. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have and our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother, who loves us so very much, and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother? Then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, Let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her Son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my Son. Come to Jesus Christ. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. Father Richard Kunz along with Cindy Jennings. We're talking to Hillary Hauer about her involvement in the Catholic Church and the local community here in Duluth and her future role as a substitute as my co-host. <laughs> and now we and can't so, wait until what so, happens next. So this is the exact, this is the thing that we held people over for the break. Okay, so Hillary called me one happened. Stella Mars came into existence, wildly successful as a school as of now. Anyhow, hopefully a lot will continue. After called me one went down, then how'd your role play a part? How, how super involved? Going back to the original question, your involvement in the local community. Something happened after called me one for you. Yes, something happened called interim president of Stellamaris Academy. The <laughs> just, just for a short time. Interim yes. was just a short time. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and interims typically are. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, the, the, the planning team um, was doing a search to find a president, and they just hadn't landed on... So let me like, back up a little. So we went from the principal model, principal pastor, parochial model, to yes. being a, more of a diocesan sort of so citywide uh, school, and so it wasn't a principal I was in charge, it was a president. 
Yes, the, the leadership structure was such that there would be a president of the entire academy and there would be principals at the campuses. Right. And that structure remained the same of a principal sure. teacher leadership model. Right. Um, and then we also had a govern, and we still do have a governing board. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you became the interim president. Interim president, yes. They, they just didn't quite land on the right person, and we were at a meeting. Um, of, of our board leadership and um, dear Bishop Peter Mewich. Future. It, at the time, Father Peter Mewich, right. but he's now a bishop, um, shared a thought and he looked up at me and he said, he kind of said, we can talk about this later. Um, but he said, I would suggest Hillary, um, you be the interim president. And, and again, I was, I was completely shocked. It just was not on my radar whatsoever. And, um, I said, I, you know, I'm going to need to go home and, and, um, discuss this with my husband and my family, because I, I knew what that would entail. And, and typically the interim status, um, is a short amount of time, you know, it could be three months because they were going to continue the search. Um, and then that transpired into Bishop Serba asking me to remain. And so you weren't interim anymore? No, no longer interim. And and I recall that conversation very distinctly because I was in Bishop Serba's office and he expressed his desire for me to stay on. And I said, you know, Bishop, I've I've never been a president of, of a Catholic school. I've I never was a principal. I never was a teacher in a Catholic school. My degree is a master in education, but it's corporate training and those sorts of things. Um, and he said to me, I understand what you're saying. And I said, and? And he said, and you know, there was a time I had never been a bishop before. <laughs> and that was really quite um, convicting. And at the same time, you know, he, he just said to me, Hillary, you may have thoughts of what this school really needs, and you, the world may tell you one thing, but you have something that this school needs. And I, I remember um, feeling very overwhelmed with that, and I remember visiting with my husband, and um, we reflected a little bit on, on Esther and how she said, you know, she was confused and perplexed why she was being asked to do such great things, and I thought, okay, Lord, you know, work through me. Just show me what you need from me at this time. I'm made for a time like this. So, yeah, I I remember this clearly. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. I wish you were still here. Not that, you know, not that. <laughs> Andrew's a great bad. president. I am still but here. But I was in ways. crushed yep. when she. I was, am still here oh, in ways. I mean, I'm, seriously, you would be at every single thing. You would be at our mass. You'd be, you know, it's you know, got a you got a few campuses here. And there was always a smile on your face, and you, I'm sure you just had tons to do. <laughs> Thank like, you. Oh yeah. my gosh. But your yeah. life experience helps you too because you've been through different areas, different Catholic schools. Like you could bring all that in, and it showed. I mean, I think it brought people closer together. Thank you. Um, just yeah. because you're just soft and humble. One of my greatest goals. Soft. <laughs> Well, she's <clears throat> soft-spoken. She's not like you. You don't know her like I know her. <laughs> so, Hillary, Hillary what's, your, what's your favorite color? Green. Okay, just wondering. That's your, wait a minute, that's your last name when you were, before you got married, right? That's right, your see? Name. All right. Mm-hmm. Your okay. left field question didn't rattle me at all. What's your favorite Johnny Cash song of all time? Oh. And you can't use Ring of Fire. Well, why? That's because my that's favorite. my favorite. Okay, go ahead. Quick. That's what I would have said. So well, that's no, mine was, said mine was Folsom. That's Folsom a, Prison. That's a very like good one. question, and I don't have an answer for that at this time. Well, I guess you're, you've been cut. 
No, Amen. Anyway, okay, okay, so okay, so okay, Ooh, you were president for a while. Yes. And and for how long? It was three years. That was a long time. time. Yeah. Yeah, it was good though. It was a good time, and yeah. it was the right time, um, and it became the right time for me um, to step away and to. Um, one thing that I experience in my life is sometimes not having the right order of my vocation. And as Cindy alluded to, the the work was hard and it was a lot. And um, your I, husband started to wonder what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and even having adult children, I wanted to be a mom that was present for them. And um, so, like did, I said, Jack, so she's all in. If she's doing something, she's all she's in. She's all in. Yeah, yes. that's an overused line, but that's I okay. know that's true. So, so okay, so. So okay, so you okay, so now what though? Because I mean, you're so still at, going back to the original uh, so, question: how involved you are yeah. in the community as so, a whole. So uh, my husband and I uh, both um, were in faith formation and in high school faith formation. He worked with the boys, and I worked with the girls. But we um, really prayed about how we might do something together, and um, it became evident to us that we were being called to um, marriage prep ministry, and so Brett and I host. Um, the weekend for engaged couples um, throughout the diocese, and we've done that for the past three years. Cool. Uh, we were doing it even during COVID, um, and um, that has been that has been a, a great gift. Yeah. It's been a really great gift for us, and it's just been a really nice way for us to serve together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean that that is great to have the two of you do it, the same type of work together, mm-hmm. which you haven't been doing. So, mm-hmm. all right, but uh, let's stick with the school thing because now you got okay, you, back you, to the school. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean that's super cool. So let's talk more about that. <laughs> um, okay. So it's like, so what's your favorite part about the marriage encounter? Oh, you know, it is. It's it's working with these young people. We call them kids that are but, idealistic. Um, they're kind of idealistic. They're, um, they're wonderful kids, and um, they're young adults, and they've decided to become married and we get to have this opportunity with them and we meet them right where they're at. You know, we have people who are not very active in the faith and we have people who are active in the faith and it's good for that whole group to experience that um, difference together. And um, I think the greatest part is, is when we see these uh, young people who are married afterwards, um, we've had a, a few of them see us at mass and come up to us and hug us and thank us for the time we shared with them. Did your and daughter go through your marriage prep thing? Yes. Elise, she did? Elise and Kyle did. That. And yeah. actually, <laughs> actually, we said to them, you know, you have an option. You can go through ours or you can go to one down in sure. Crosby or, or wherever. And um, Elise and Kyle just visited and said, no, we'll will go through yours. And again, it's one of those things where you think, Ooh, how is this going to go? Because, you know, Brett and I share a lot about our marriage. We share a lot about our faith journey. And Brett's how rotten your kids are. Con- um, she conversion probably hear, to she probably hear the Catholic like that faith part. and I'm how just okay. um, our children Okay, we got 30 and... seconds before the break. <laughs> not the break, but the preview. So, okay, so you're development director for Stella Mars as well. Um, no, I'm not the development director. Are you development I'm the, something. I'm capital campaign. Capital campaign. Yes, That's right. Very capital focused campaign. on the capital campaign. And but you're doing all right with that, right? We are. We're doing um, very well with our capital campaign. But we need to do better. We can always do better. Exactly. We can always do better. It sounds we're like we're going to continue to build the kingdom. <laughs> to build the kingdom. Exactly. Yes. All right. So you stay here, Hillary. Aaron, are you here to tell us about the next show? Yes. On the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Lynn Devitt and Roxanne Solonen coming to you live from our Fargo studio. Their guests will include Macy Stockman, founder of Well Read Mom, and Father Keller, who will discuss the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
All this and more will be coming to you on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. And for the record, Father, my favorite Johnny Cash song is One Piece at a Time. That's a good song. That's a good song. I love the ending of it. How can a guy say, like, years and sing them and make them sound so good? You know, at the end of the song, it's a 57, 58, 59 automobile. That's the best part of the song. What'd I don't you say? know how he does it. I don't know. He's great. So, okay. So, Aaron, that's not like a great show that's coming up on Thursday, but not quite as good as this one. What is your favorite part of the show that we had so far? I'm sure you've been waiting for that question. Oh, let's see. Again, another... Hillary's still on the air, just so you're aware. No pressure, Hillary. Well, I did work a lot to get Professor Oliver on the show, so it was very nice to hear him uh, speak, and he had such an in-depth, interesting topic. Um, uh, though, of course, I can always do the cop and say, I did really love all of our guests. I thought it was a great show today. It really you know, was. Honestly, it was one, probably mm-hmm. one of my favorites I've done so far, and I've done quite a few now. Ooh. So, Aaron, do you Yay. say that? So you don't say that at the end of every, but people probably don't, the hosts probably don't ask you, right? Like no, they usually keep it more on the down low, I guess. Some of them might <laughs> want to know, but don't ask. Some don't ask. I don't, I don't know. You're, you're very upfront, which I think people appreciate. No, okay. Well, that's good. All right. Well, good. I, I appreciate that, Aaron. So, uh, uh, any words of wisdom, Aaron, before you get off the air and we continue this conversation with Hillary for a minute? Words of wisdom. Oh, boy. Going to put me on the spot again here. Uh, let's see. Well, listen to more Johnny Cash. That's Amen. always good. And uh, <laughs> What's your be- favorite color? <laughs> red. Big fan Ooh. of red. All right. I, guess, I don't know if that counts huh. as words of wisdom, but I guess wear more red clothing because studies show it does make people more attractive. That's actually true. Really? Oh. So, do you wear a lot of red? I try to, but my mom uh, always says I look better in blue, so I'm kind of cut between that because I don't know if I should <laughs> look good for my mom or be more attractive to other people. That's, I guess, a very <laughs> well uh, thing to be we, uh, stuck in between. Let, yeah, let's let's not let's not delve into that anymore. Yeah, than what we okay, but I but I do wear black a lot. Yeah, every so, day, and, right? Yeah, every day. I've, I've, there's never been a day since Johnny Cash has died that I've not worn black. All right. So anyhow, so this has been good. Uh, Hillary, Hillary, this has yeah. been great. Hillary, hasn't it? do you have a question you want to throw? We get like a minute left. No, you don't have to ask. You don't a have question. to. What do you think about being my co-host when uh, Cindy's not around? I think it's something I'm going to think about. You've already thought about that. I, That's why we have you on. <laughs> she doesn't have an answer. It's yeah. easy, isn't it? It's easy, right? Okay, here comes yeah, the music. Well, so let's say a closing prayer yes. in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this great show. We pray blessings upon all of our listeners and all those that we interviewed. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you again next week. On the week, 13th. On the 13th for the live drive. Get your checks ready. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.